Hey y'all, it's Mandisa. Hey everybody, it's Raquel. And, and we, we are Young Yogi. Young Yogi is a collective that strives to create safe spaces for individuals to enjoy life and heal through conscious awareness. Welcome to the Young Yogi Experience. Let's get started. Welcome to our very first episode of Consciously Kicking It with Young Yogi. Today we are going to be talking about spirituality and psychedelics. Ooh, yeah. Welcome, y'all. Hope you're having a great day. We're going to get very personal with you all and just give you all our honest opinion on certain, on these two topics in regards to our own experiences with spirituality, religion. And psychedelics. So, um, so yeah, let's get started. So, our first question is: What is your religious background, and how has it impacted your spiritual journey? So, I was raised Christian, and so automatically, like, I grew up with a, a foundation in like prayer, of course, like knowledge of Jesus Christ, and like, and just me having um, that bit of faith of knowing that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I, I would say as far as my spiritual journey, definitely instilled me with a, a strong foundation in prayer, a strong prayer life, as well as just having the faith to know that, you know, I can make things happen for myself. And I, that's important, um, especially when it comes to spiritual work and, you know, learning that knowledge, you automatically want to share it with, with other people pretty mm -hmm. much. So me having that foundation and, and growing up like that, it definitely contributed uh, very strongly to my spiritual spiritual journey. Yeah, I, I can um, relate, although we were raised differently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for those who are listening, I was raised Muslim. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of different. Not your typical um, African-American family, but... Um, but I guess I would say it impacted me, or well, Islam grown up Muslim impacted me spiritually with prayer too. Cause like just knowing like, just having a strong foundation in, um, in just like prayer and like praying. Cause it was just a lot of that yeah. going on five times a day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you start super early in the morning and then you end in at night when the sun goes down. So, um, so yeah, so I, well, I have a question for you, Raquel. So what, what would you say your relationship with religion is right now? Right now, my relationship with religion, um, I definitely respect all religions. And I, I still, you know, I still read my Bible and stuff like that. But I also do um, delve into other doctrines as well, like Bhagavad Gita. Um, I read law scriptures of the Hebrew Israelites, um, as well as like I read the Quran also. Just getting a, a more comprehensive view and uh, respect and admiration for God as a whole, as an entity, as opposed to just, you know, confining him to what is said in this one religion. So I don't, you know, I don't have a practice of like going to church every Sunday and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But there are just different things that I've pulled from religion that um, that I still carry into my life, like um, keeping the Sabbath and, mm -hmm. and things like that. But I don't necessarily have a, a strict religious practice. 
I don't necessarily um, identify with any religion at this moment, but I respect them all. And I, I definitely still, um, I consider myself to be a godly woman. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Yep. Me too. <laughs> I can yeah. totally relate. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Same for me. Like, re- religion... Yeah, I, I don't identify with any. Um, I just take bits and pieces mm-hmm. from each. Um, like, my grandparents were Christian my whole life, or they are Christian. Mm-hmm. So I've been to church and, mm-hmm. of course, the masjid and, you know, things like that. And I went to the, I've been to the masjid with Mendisa. Like, mm-hmm. I, that was my first time going to, um, you know, what do you call it? A mosque. A mosque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was cool and interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a good experience. Yeah, and I haven't been in a while, so that was my first time going in a while mm-hmm. when you came with us. So that was that was a cool, cool experience. But I'm not. Would you say that you you're still open to like go to church and like yeah? yeah I would like, definitely still go to church. Like yeah. the thing about me, like I'm always gonna have that respect and like you know, admiration for God and just how I grew up and how I came up. And then my dad is a pastor on on top of that. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I was still living in Florida, I would be going to church because I would want to support him. So, um, yeah. 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 (laughs) Definitely. I'm still open for sure. But I know that for me, my lifestyle, I'm I'm not going to be up in there every Sunday. Yeah. But I do watch TED Talk videos and I watch, you know, um, videos on YouTube as well, the different pastors who post stuff, you know, because you still need to be uplifted and motivating yourself in some kind of way I feel exactly yeah being open is important mm-hmm. just being open and I feel like the I guess like my relationship with religion religion just has like kind of a negative energy yeah. for me yeah. and so I kind of just mm, don't want to you know I just don't want to identify with it simply because I feel like it just separates us and it just it is a lot of ego that's in it. And it makes people who like if if you're Christian and I'm Muslim, you think yeah. that your way is better than mine. And I may think that my way is better than yours. And, and I'm sure there's some Muslims out there and some and some Christians out there and people of, of different faiths that just do what they do and they don't care. And they don't have ego. They may not have ego mm-hmm. attached to it. They may be like, well, just because you don't see what I see doesn't mean that we can't coexist, yeah. which is fine. It's totally fine. At the same time, um, religion for me just places too many rules and, and, and it's kind of based in fear for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's based in a lot of fear because I remember growing up like. I mean, you can probably you can probably relate to this. It's just like if you don't do this, then you're gonna go to hell. Yeah. Or if exactly. you, you know, so yeah. so it's just based on a lot of fear. So they're trying to you're trying to scare me and make me do right so I can go to this place that you say that I'm going. Yeah. So it's just like, or or this place that um, you want to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, when you could honestly create that here on earth during your experience mm-hmm. and and that's the thing that's what i've always like you can have heaven on earth or you can have hell on earth it yeah. depends on how you carry yourself yeah you know i how feel like every, every the overarching message is everything in moderation you know i just i just don't agree with 
I, I just don't want to consistently be beating myself down for my decisions that I make in life. Like, yeah. I want to be free. I want to love. Like, I would, yes. the, the general idea that I have of God is that God wants us all to be happy ultimately at the end of the day and not do things and, you know, ultimately sin. It's like sinning against yourself. That's, that's what I get when I read into sin. When you do anything that goes against who you are as a person, like, that's when you're sinning. Yes. I, I don't feel like... Like yeah, if I'm having sex with someone and I know they don't love me and all that other stuff, like that's it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm really literally giving myself my soul over to somebody who literally does not deserve it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I understand that, but I don't want to consistently beat myself up for my yeah. decisions in life. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so that that's what it's about for me. <laughs> You're right. You're yeah. so right. Yep. And and I'm pretty sure that um like some of the Muslim community, because like we we like our community was pretty big, so yeah. we, we would you know we called each other cousins. Like still this day, like we call each other cousins because it's just like we literally grew up together. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know if like some of them may like be talking about like oh y'all see Nisa oh, on Instagram, yeah. you know she, yeah. she don't be having no shirt on, you know things yeah. like that, and, it, and it's just like okay, well I don't know if they're saying these things, but it, I wouldn't it, be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised. The same way, yeah. You know, because then I, especially getting baptized in 2015, like that's when you st- like I don't know. That's I just started waking up honestly yeah. after I got baptized. Yeah. Like I remember after I got baptized, I went to a a club like the week after, right? And so um, the thing about it when I when I first did or whatever, all my friends or stuff that I invited, I think I, did you come? Oh no, I invited you, but you couldn't come. You were in Georgia. I was in Florida at the time, but I think you had really wanted to come. You tried to um, get a flight, but you missed your flight. Was I in LA or what? I was like, you were in LA. I was in LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went to a club, and then I saw um, somebody at the club, and he was like, "Oh, um, did you just get baptized? What you doing here?" So oh. I'm just like. See, so I can't go out and enjoy myself because I got baptized. I still love music. I still like to dance. Like, what do you mean? I I can't enjoy my life. Like, it's things like that that have always kind of turned me off and just that judgment. So I know even with yoga, it's just like, oh, wow. Because people, Christian people specifically have a a note of, uh, what's it, connotation of what yoga is in their mind because it's not founded in Christian principles and so it, it's kind of looked at as like a taboo thing like you know yeah yeah <laughs> i've had people tell talk to me about voodoo like ask me if i do voodoo I'm like, like no yeah I, I pray and i meditate exactly like, I, just because it's internal work you're literally worshiping sun god and all that stuff like no i'm not like yeah. i'm it's it's personal to the person and what they're practicing so it's just different things like that that have always just had me like you know what yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and and to piggyback off of that, another thing that that makes me feel like I'm good is like you're trying to make me believe, or you're trying to make me search for something outside of myself. Yes. So yes. so so you're saying that this my the source God, <laughs> the source God. Um, you know, whoever, whatever you want to call source and the higher power, you're saying that this is something that is that I have to search for, that I have to uh, say, um, that I have to get on my knees and beg for forgiveness. Yeah. When all in actuality, I need to go within myself and mm-hmm. and heal. Yes, because it's already yes. within me. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you feel like you're a godly woman, like. Yeah. We we are we're godly. We have we have that within us. So 
I'm more like um, I love Michael Bernard Beckwith. Yeah. He, you know, you went yes. to Agape when we was in LA. And yeah. if, if you're ever in LA, go to Agape. It's one of the best um, spiritual centers ever. Um, it's just my favorite place. So, um, and you yeah. literally meditate before you get into the scriptures. Yes. And I just really feel like Christian churches need to do that. Everybody needs Everybody to do that. Everybody needs to do that. Meditate before you get Everybody into the needs to meditate. Set the tone so that people, like, we're all. Like, man, that's yeah. important. It's important. It's so important. So that's why I appreciate him because what he preaches, I resonate. Because I remember the last time we went to church, it was the last time I went to a church with you. Yeah. And I think we was in um, Stone Mountain. Yeah. And, and like, I literally, like, it was okay. It was fine. But it's just like, no, I don't, why are you making me feel like I'm a sinner and I'm a bad person? Don't yeah. make me feel like that. So when I go to Agape, the way, um, Michael Bernard Beckwith preaches, he just makes you feel and he confirms that you are godly. Yeah. You have everything that you need within you. You just have to awaken that within yourself and live it out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's beautiful. With it, for sure. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the psychedelics yes. part. So, Raquel, how do psychedelics relate to spirituality? Ooh, <laughs> Definitely the two go hand in hand, mm -hmm. hands down. Like, my first room experience, <laughs> my first experience, I was calling people and apologizing for things I've done, like, you know, um, done or said to them in the past that may have hurt their feelings or made them feel a type of way. Like, it really... Um, Literally, it. I held up a mirror to myself, and I was looking at myself like, okay, some Ooh. shit. We gotta change some stuff. So you know, I I dealt with uh, feelings of resentment and like you know forgiveness of people who I didn't even realize I was holding on to. Mm -hmm. It literally just brought so many things up to surface for me that I've been you know tr um, not maybe not even realize I've been trying to heal from. But you know, like as you go and navigate through life, you just you. Certain things happen in your life and events unfold and you're just like, okay, something's got to change here. And like shrooms kind of provided that for me. Like this is what needs to change. Like mm -hmm. you need to address your problematic behaviors and your relationships as well. You need to forgive your parents. Mm -hmm. You need to forgive even, you know, other people in your family. You need to forgive them as well. And that, you know, that's the spiritual component for me because it, it forces you I mean, if you're the type of person like me and you want to do the work, it forces you to do the work. Yeah. You're looking literally right at yourself, like naked, like, okay, this is what's going on in my head. This is what's been happening. This is why I've been carrying myself this way. And, you know, it helps. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Definitely. And it's not for everyone. It's definitely not. <laughs> and not to be used lightly or recreationally. Yes. Do not use it recreationally. No, like... I would recommend minimum three to seven times a year, like no more than seven times a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that may even be pushing it. Shit. So like, yeah, but yeah, you need to be around people who make you feel good when you do it and in a good mood and in a good in a good headspace or you'll have a quote unquote bad trip. But honestly, bad trips, they're necessary, too, because it forces you to look at those difficult things. My first bad trip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very interesting. It was a very interesting experience. For um, me too, because I was on shrooms as well. Yeah. I was like, 
<laughs> the counselor, the therapist. I was like, man, Issa, call 911, please. Like, does something doesn't feel right. She's like, uh-huh. And what? Talk to me about what you like. She was just so calm. And it just, like, it made me feel so good, you know, to know that, you know, she was there for me. And just even how she was um, behaving, her demeanor towards me, even though I was having a bad trip. I was crying hysterically. Like, literally, I cried hysterically for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, it was a so, yeah, like I was crying the entire time, but literally that was my first bad trip. So I was literally unpacking mm-hmm. so many traumas that I didn't even realize I was holding on to. And then, yeah. you know, maybe being the mental health professional <laughs> that she is, you know, asking me questions to allow me to dig deeper into what I was feeling like. It ultimately looking back at the time, you know, I ain't want to go through that shit. But after the fact, looking back, it's like, okay, I needed to go through that. I needed to understand what I was feeling and what exactly I was holding on to. And, and that's what it does for you. It, it like it just makes you realize like so many things about yourself and your life, like yeah. and how to really navigate and move forward. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, and 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 to to just go a little deeper on that, like, well, just slightly, when it comes to um, psychedelics being legal mm-hmm. in the United States, like, they're actually working on. Um, there's so many studies going on for sure with psychedelics and mental health, and in regards to people just healing trauma, um, all types of things. So um, there's so many. Uh, well, there's a documentary on Netflix um, that just came out. So that's how you know, like, laws are being changed. Even when it comes to cannabis, um, there's a whole bunch of Netflix uh, things about cannabis, like a whole bunch of things on Netflix on, on cannabis. So that's how you know these laws are being changed and things like that. So the stigma is becoming a little less like, oh, you're doing mm-hmm. that? That's what yeah. you do? You know, so because it is something that can possibly help us, you know, too much of anything isn't good. So make sure, you know, like we said, don't be out here just popping shrooms and LSD every day. No, that is not the way to go. But but I personally never had a bad trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I've never had a bad trip. Wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've, you know, of course felt things and like cried and like laughed like had certain but my very first shroom experience I was just laughing like I couldn't stop laughing um so yeah so and in a bad like I don't I don't even like that name honestly I, I don't think it should be called a bad there's trip. no such thing as a bad trip yeah, but I understand why it's called that way because of what but, the bad feelings but, but it, it could be though because you could be around the wrong people yeah yeah so that yeah you could have taken it in the wrong environment you know yeah. like so i can get it but you got to make sure if, if you're going to indulge in any type of psychedelics or things like that make sure you're around people that you trust um you know you don't want to be around people you don't you just met and things like that um so yeah yeah i've never so, so Raquel, question. So, what would you say the difference between shrooms and LSD for your personal experience? The difference for me, honestly, they're really one and the same because I got the same like feelings. It's like this feeling in my heart that I get, and like you know, it makes you smile, it makes you laugh, and stuff. Like, but I, I would say on LSD, colors were a little bit more vivid to me. Okay. Um, and it was less of a, it was really less of a mental experience for me too. 
Like shrooms, when I take shrooms, like most times I go to sleep late as hell. But on LSD, I was able to sleep. Fine, um, you know. But also LSD made me a little jittery. Yeah. Okay. But it, it was literally one and the same as far as like the 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 feeling in your body that you get. Like yeah, I just like literally felt like I was floating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I yeah I can I can relate to that. But for me, the difference is LSD does make you jitter a little bit more jittery. But the sensations in the body are more sensitive. Yeah. Like LSD, LSD just makes your body more sensitive. Whereas shrooms, I don't know, things are just a little bit trippy. But the colors are more vivid on LSD. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. And then shroom, shroom sometimes messes up my stomach. Shrooms every time mess up my stomach. Okay. Every single time. Every time. Like every time. Every time. Yeah. If you're out there and you've never done done shrooms before or anything like that, they smell horrible. Mm-hmm. They taste bad. Just thinking about it is making my stomach hurt. Okay. But um. But yeah, I don't even know why people do shrooms. I mean, I know I did. Okay, I did shrooms because I wanted to experience it, and then. The other times that I've done it after that was just because I had them. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think like shrooms would be like something that I would want to like be doing. If I do them, it would have to be microdoses. Yeah. Um, I'm really at the point now where I'm like just kind of cool off of um, uh, psychedelics and hallucinogens in general. Mm-hmm. Like um, just because like I've been having these bad panic attacks. So, um, since my first bad trip, I've had four bad trips since then, um, quote unquote bad trips. Um, and I also like, you know, I have since indulged in cannabis and also had, um, you know, panic attacks with cannabis as well. So I, you know, I'm just kind of, I don't want to feel like that anymore. So I've just kind of like taken a step back from them, but, um, I don't know, maybe I'll indulge sometime in the future when I can figure out what's going on internally. Um, but for now I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm good. Yeah, definitely an advocate. You should try it if you want to go deeper within yourself. Yeah. Um, and elevate. And, and elevate. And, and if you're around people, you can trust and things like that. But um, if you're not trying to do any inner work, I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah. And um, there's also different types of psychedelics. So we've only done two, which yeah. is LSD and shrooms. Um, but you have DMT and MDMA. So those, I think the, I don't know, I may, it may be other ones, but I don't Ayahuasca. Oh yeah, ayahuasca. That's another one. So, so you have those. Um, I actually have a DMT book that I need to read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of these things are being, all of these drugs are being used in mental, like for mental health. Like they're doing that work now. So I'm just very excited and hopeful um for the future of using natural things like um I mean LSD technically isn't natural but shrooms yeah. shrooms would be the the natural form yeah. um I will hope that they can prescribe like a, a, a microdose kind of pill for people for with anxiety and depression because mm-hmm. I think that would help a lot shrooms and they makes you feel happy they do but I guess it kind of and well that's the point of the microdose because you wouldn't want to spiral into a deeper depression exactly. by, by taking them. So 
that's the thing. You you have to have a practice to hold, hold yourself up, though, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, people who are battling with anxiety and depression and stuff, like, please try to meditate. And if you can't sit still enough to meditate, just try to focus on your breath. Or as you breathe in, count your breaths in and out. Like, try to do something to kind of help distract you from those feelings or thoughts that come up for you that make you feel anxious or depressed. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's definitely... Um, Something that I, I feel like you should research too before you try to indulge as well. But I did extensive research. Yeah, you know, research it. But we're scientists, so yeah, we're scientists. You know, <laughs> we needed to know. We have biology. We have biology degrees and master degrees and things. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we know. We, we wouldn't steer y'all wrong. Yeah, we wouldn't. So yeah, if, if you're interested, do your research and. Do it around people that care about you. I'm just I'm just happy that the stigma is, is being lifted a little bit more. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like older people, like our grandparents, and if they heard like, oh, y'all are here doing this, they could be like, what? You know, and like even in the African-American community, like it, it, it used to be frowned upon. Like, oh, everybody just smoked weed and yeah. then they sold crack. Mm-hmm. But it's just like. Now everybody's trying to try, try shrooms. Yeah, people trying to try shrooms. And people are getting more, more hip to because the, the, it is spiritual it is yeah. internal spiritual work oh my goodness it really is what is something that psychedelics have helped you to work through spiritually mm. wow that's a great question it my thoughts yeah like well well it has helped me I guess balance that out a little bit more because cannabis makes me in my head a lot and then I would say psychedelics kind of like kind of just a lot well I would say psychedelics probably just confirm things for me it's never been anything like oh my gosh like a I'm, I'm sure I've done like I've had like small breakthroughs yeah but it's just it's really just been like confirmation like okay like everything's going to be okay. Like you're fine. And it just allows me to just feel a little bit more and then balance out my thoughts and my feelings and as they come, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it, it does that for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, well, I guess, I guess you kind of explained that already. Um, what has it done? What has, um, how has I been done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dealing with my my emotions and stuff. I've always been the type of person that holds stuff in. Mm-hmm. And I think what it's been highlighting for me when I have panic attacks is that I just need to <clears throat> talk about stuff more. Mm-hmm. I've always had this like, and you know, people in my family have said this to me, like about just me being sensitive. I've always been a sensitive person, but I think I've hardened myself over the years because when I've shown my vulnerabilities in the past, people have made me feel weak for it. Mm-hmm. And I've literally been told by people in my family, like, you know, you always crying, it makes you weak. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, over the years being conditioned with those thoughts, it just makes you hold stuff in. So for me, like with the spirituality and psychedelics, it, it helps me to um, want to talk about those things more because I don't want to keep you know, having panic attacks. I don't want to have, you know, bad experiences on them every time. So it's yeah. literally forcing me literally at this moment mm-hmm. to talk about the things as they come up. Yeah. So, you know, unpacking a lot of baggage and stuff. So I would say that that's the internal work for me. It's just like 
talking more about things and not being afraid of being judged for who I am. Yeah, same, same, same. It's making me emotional <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, no, that's facts. Yeah, and I can relate. It definitely hard. helps me unpack too. And that's what it all is. It it does help you unpack. You uh, but unpack your bag. And everybody's bag is different. And yeah. you got to go in there, unpack, you got to rearrange, you got to look at shit and be like, oh, well, this is expired or yeah. this is old. Let me throw <laughs> that away. <laughs> you know, so we got to yeah. consistently do that work. And, and that's what it's about. So we really like thank you all for joining us today for this episode. Yes. Um, we got a little deep, you know, and we, we may even do other episodes. So if you have like any questions or anything of that nature, you all can just hit us up and tell us what you want to hear. Yes. And we will answer your questions to the best of our ability. And our pick of the week, episode one track is Psilocybin by Janae Aiko. So y'all go yes. check that track out. Listen to it. That's our pick of the week. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. So thank you all for tuning in today. Um, remember to always drink water and mind your business. Yes.